listening to the His Harline Podcast, where we ignite independent and accurate thought, break the chains and shackles of mental bondage, challenge societal norms, and traverse through the timeless teachings of our Heavenly Father. Join us as we liberate minds and embrace the power of the Great Awakening while embracing true sovereignty. Welcome to the show. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Thank you for tuning in to His Hard Line. If you want to find our official social media accounts and find more shows like this, you can find all of that on hishardline.com. That's hishardline.com. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He's at the helm behind the wheel in the captain's chair, steering this great ship of ours through these crazy rough waters in this storm that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line. Today's show title is called We the People Rise, Part 2 of 2, and today's reading is out of Jeremiah, Chapter 17, Verses 5-11. through 11. Daily disclaimer, please be advised that I'm not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, and while I am a member of the Michigan General Journal Assembly in good lawful standing, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless it is in self-defense of me and my family, and please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational and entertainment purposes only. All right. So apparently Mitch McConnell stepped down, huh? That's kind of interesting. Yeah. So according to CBS News, Senator Mitch McConnell to step down as the GOP leader. So Senator Minority Leader Mitch McConnell announced that he's stepping down as the upper chamber's GOP leader after 17 years at the helm. The Kentucky Republican, who turned 82 last week, announced his decision on the Senate floor on Wednesday. That would be uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact. But yeah, on Wednesday, uh, February 28th is when he announced that, 2024. But I find that uh, quite interesting. Quite interesting. I wonder what his reasoning is. Well, it don't matter what his reasoning is. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that he's stepping down after 17 years. 17 <laughs> it's a wonderful number. Uh, so anyways, there's that. Now, like I was mentioning in the part one uh, of We the People Rise, um, I read a post that Mike Gill um, posted on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, back in January 26th, I believe it was. And he basically was just cautioning everybody, saying, be careful who you are basically listening to because a lot of our independent media and journalists and podcasters and AKA truthers, right, have infiltrated or have been infiltrated 
and by the CIA and FBI because clearly nobody trusts Mockingbird mainstream media anymore. Nobody trusts it. And so everybody's trying to get their information from independent news sources and podcasters. And they just think that, oh, well, because this person was in the military or this person once upon a time uh, held a certain clearance or this one was in special forces, that they happen to know all the world's secrets. And they are going to release those secrets on a public platform for all to hear. No. That's not how that goes. That is not how that works. And anybody who thinks that they are getting special information because they are following a certain individual, you are highly, highly delusional. But that brings me up to another point. Now, I'm going to do this as best as possible without spouting the name out of my mouth. But you do have to be aware of who you are listening to. Now, I don't know all the facts. I don't know the context. I don't know the why, but there is there. Well, first off, there has been in the past people who would join the assembly that either had podcasts and platforms and they've used it to promote the national assembly. And then somehow they end up doing a 360 or a 180, whatever you want to call it. And they start reversing everything that they've ever talked about, because if it doesn't really quite benefit them and they're not the star of the show and they just, you know, they're doing this for, what do you want to call it? Self-serving purposes. Um, all of a sudden, then they start promoting other stuff. They start, you know, they, their true colors start to shine. Again, I'm going to do my best to leave names out of my mouth, but there's a few people that come to mind. And so that being said, that being said, recently I discovered a platform, which again, shall be nameless. If you follow me on Telegram or True Social, obviously, you know, probably what I'm talking about. But again, for the sake of not blasting it on this podcast, which is heard by more people than that actually see the post, um, these individuals are assembly members and they had a guest from tactical civics and they basically were singing the praises of tactical civics and how great their website is and, and yada, 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 and how great their marketing plan is. And just, they let this guy just talk, 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 talk about everything. Tactical civics. Now tactical civics, you go do your own research, okay? And I'm not here to try to chop the legs off tactical civics. You men and women out there who come to this platform, I trust, are critical thinking men and women. You're going to do your homework. In my humble opinion and estimation based off of everything that I've looked at and researched, it is a de facto organization on its face, okay? I do believe it is a 501c3, so what's that's got to tell you everything right there. And a 501c3 is corporation, okay? That's corporate. It's corporation. And a lot of what they're doing is incorrect. Now, there's probably some things that 
are worth, you know, learning. Maybe there's some things in there that are actually worth taking a little peek at, but by and large, their process is completely not valid. It's not recognized by the military. It's not recognized by seven, you know, the seven different countries, and it was not rebutted by the Hague. Okay. They don't go, you know, tactical civics, you know, basically what they're trying to do is create grand juries on a county level. No, that's, that's not how that works. You have your grand jury on a state federal level, and then you have your petite juries, okay, that try the specific individual, whether it's a, you know, single man or woman or a group of people or an entity or whatever, but they are tried in the jurisdiction of wherever that said crime was. But the grand jury is on a state and federal level. They're trying to say that the grand jury is on a county level. So basically building up America county by county. Well, I'm sorry. It almost sounds even kind of like we the county. America is not, you know, such and such county, a free and independent nation equals state. It, it, no, that's not how that works. States existed first before counties. Okay. In the General General Assembly, you assemble your state with at least minimum 30 people. You try to get 35, but at least minimum 30 people. All right. And then you start assembling your county assemblies, which would ultimately make up your petite jury. All right. So that's how that works. So anyways, but this particular platform, even though they are supposedly assembly members, general general assembly members, and I'm not, I'm, I'm even going to leave a state out of my mouth because it'd be such a dead giveaway. They are muddying the waters by having people from tactical civics on. I mean, you might as well just invite Anna Von Wrights on. You might as well invite uh, Tim Turner on or Ted Turner, whatever the hell his name is with RUSA. I mean, it, and, 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 you know, I'm, I was reading the comments underneath this video and they're, they're trying to justify it by saying, well, you know, this is all part of self-governance. No, that is not self-governance. If you do your homework and you absolutely know exactly what the assembly does and its functions, you should know that all you're doing by bringing in other organizations who try to defraud the American people, all you're doing is muddying the waters, therefore adding to the ever evolving confusion for the American people to not really know what the heck they're doing. This is why we have so many organizations out there that are trying to attack the general general assembly because they do not want us being successful why because they know it's going to work and so when you come on the air and you start basically promoting another ideology or another system that is contrary to what you say you believe in and what you're actively engaged in are you really committed to the restoration of the republic the proper and lawful way under common law this is why ladies and gentlemen i do not listen to many podcasters really the only podcast that i'll listen to is the bedros coolian show on youtube which basically is more for self-improvement it's a podcast more for men but it's a it's a really good show uh, more for about you know self-improvement self-mastery of the self business i like listening to him um 
every once in a while, I will listen to the Michelle Moore show because Michael, Mike Gill, owner and holder of the Pandora Papers, it will be on there, which, by the way, hopefully all goes well. I'm going to remind him as we get closer. But um, the magic date here is March 17th, which is a Sunday. Um, got in contact with him and we were conversing back and forth. Um, he's a man of very little words when he's messaging, I, I found, but, um, he told me to remind him and he's going to do it over the phone with me. Cause I told him, I said, this is audio only. I don't do video. So he said, just remind me as we get closer. So that's what I plan on doing. So fingers crossed and prayers up that I can absolutely without a shadow of a doubt, have Mike Gill on the show on that Sunday, March 17th. That'd be great. So, um, I want to also read off a quote that, uh, my buddy Oscar in the Missouri General General Assembly, uh, he posted, and I felt the need to uh, forward it and put it on the His Hardline channel. Uh, it says, independence of thought is the first characteristic of freedom. Without it, one remains a slave to circumstances. So what exactly, what exactly does that mean? What exactly does that mean that quote by i believe you pronounce this name viva canada okay i if i mispronounced that my apology uh, apologies but um whoever this is he she i don't even know the gender but anyways um viva canada was born in 1863 died in 1902 so what's this what's this quote mean emphasizes the importance of independence, uh, independent thinking, and achieving true freedom, right? And so without the ability to think for oneself and make decisions based on personal beliefs and values, one can easily be controlled by external circumstances, such as this platform I was trying to tell you about, right? You can be easily controlled by external circumstances and cannot truly be free. So, I mean, basically, it underscores the idea that freedom begins in the mind. Does it make better sense why my intro sounds the way that it does? Does it make sense? Unshackle your mind. Take the chains off your brain. We want to inspire critical thought. Does this make sense, ladies and gentlemen? So anyways, so all good stuff. So let's get into the reading. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 through 11. This is on true wisdom. True wisdom. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in human beings, who makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the wasteland that enjoys no change of season, but stands in lava beds in the wilderness, a land salty and in uninhabit uninhabited. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. The Lord will be their trust. They are like a tree planted besides the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It does not fear heat when it comes. It leaves its leaves stay green and the year of drought. It shows no distress, but still produces fruit. More torturous than anything is the human heart. Beyond remedy, who can understand it? I, the Lord, explore the mind and test the heart, giving to all according to their ways according to the fruit of their deeds a partridge that broads but that broads but does not hatch are those who acquire wealth unjustly 
in midlife, it will desert them. In the end, they are only fools. All right, and that's the reading there of Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 through 11. So, so ultimately, the lesson here from this passage that we just read uh, is about the contrast between trusting in man versus trusting in the Lord, ultimately. And it emphasizes the futility of relying solely on human strength and understanding, which can really lead to a barrenness and disappointment. It can cause you to lose hope because if you're putting your hope in other people, you're going to be disappointed quite a bit. But you compare that to the blessings that come from trusting in the Lord. Well, the Lord is the only one that can provide sustenance and stability in your life. I think we all can agree on that. And so in modern, in modern day society, this lesson still holds a lot of relevance because there are many people out there who place their trust in material wealth or social status, um, man-made institutions, right? Human institutions for security and fulfillment, um, only to find themselves spiritually empty and unsatisfied, right? This passage encourages people to place their trust in God, who offer true sustenance and guidance even in the middle of life's challenges and uncertainties. So the other thing is here is it warns against the pursuit of wealth through unjust means. Now, pay attention to that because we have always been taught Wealth is bad. You can't attain wealth. Wealth is bad. No, wealth is not bad. Wealth allows us to have the ability to bless other people beyond measure. When your cup is overflowing, well, you're supposed to take that and let it overflow into other people's lives. Let it overflow into other people's lives. Don't be stingy with it and grab another cup. Just let it overflow. Let it go. But if you do it through unjust means, well, Basically, it, it what 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 this pa- part of the passage passage is saying is it's it basically it's highlighting the emptiness and the eventual downfall that comes from dishonest gain. So, in a society often that's you know driven by materialism and the pursuit of wealth at any cost, this serves as a reminder of the importance of having integrity and being righteous in our actions during our pursuits. So overall, I think this lesson from Jeremiah, again, should encourage men and women to prioritize their trust in the Lord, number one, remain steadfast in their faith, number two, and then live lives that are aligned with God's principles of justice, compassion, and righteousness. Very simple. Now, before I get into the reading of the uh, open letter and public notice by the people that was released October 8th, 2013, I do want to play something rather kind of comical. So (laughs) Biden, fake president, but Biden referred to Donald John Trump as the sitting president. Listen to this 15 second clip. This is just this is great. Did you see what he recently said about that? He wants to see the economy crash this year. Sitting president. They say in my face, bless me. He's a sitting president. Did you hear him? Hold on, let's play it again. See what he recently said about that he wants to see the economy crash this year? Sitting president. They say in my face, bless me, Father, for, I mean, 
this guy, come on, man. This guy is, this guy's a bonehead. Um, yeah. I mean, Biden's saying it right there. I mean, he's a sitting president. <laughs> this is Biden saying this. You, you see, you see the quackery that's going on here. I mean, you know, I had a guy at work. I'll, I'll just say this before we get into the reading. I had a guy at work who I share a truck with. He's my normal slip seat driver, as we call him, partner driver, but, you know, on the opposite shift. And I've known him now, what, going on seven years. I've been with uh, the company that I'm at. And, <laughs> and so we were talking the other day because it was, you know, primary day uh, for voting. And he was like, yeah, my wife, you know, because he, he's conservative minded and his wife is more liberal. And he's like, my wife threw away her absentee ballot. She was like, it doesn't matter anyways, because we've never really had a true vote to begin with. And it's going to be Trump no matter what I vote. No matter what, it's going to be Trump. And he about tipped over in disbelief in what she said, because he said, my wife is not what you would call a conspiracy-minded lady. She is very liberal. She's very Democrat. She is very just, you know, that's just, that's just how he, she is. And, you know, he told me, he goes, you know, Jason, I've always thought, now we're talking about a man that's in his, you know, upper fifties, his, he's got two sons that are grown and gone and actually already graduated college. So he's not a young guy. So he said to me, he goes, you know, Jason, he goes, ever since you started spouting off different things about, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, how we have a continuity of government, with the military running it and how Biden's not our president and Trump's really in charge and how the big bankers, you know, the big banks and cabal, uh, you, you say stuff like, you know, like they, they, they buy and pay for our, what should be our elected servants in government. I said, yeah. He goes, well, I'm starting to kind of believe you might be right on some of this stuff. He goes, I always thought you were a nut job talking all that nonsense. I always said you were a nut job. He goes, even behind your back. And I apologize for that. He goes, but I've always thought and said you were a nut job. He goes, now I'm starting to think you might be right on some of this stuff. I said, well, Dave, not only am I right on some of this stuff that you are now coming into, you know, understanding, but you're going to start learning that I'm right about a lot of other things here coming up in the near future. And you're going to be like, holy poop. Where the heck did Jason learn all this? And then you're going to want to sit down and have a beer with me and have a talk. But because I'm giving up alcohol and drinking, you'll just have to settle for drinking a beer without me. And I'll just drink my lemon water or coffee with coconut oil in it or butter. It's my bulletproof coffee. But you're going to want to sit down and have a deeper conversation about how I know all these things. So I thought that was kind of funny when he told me that. So anyway, let's get into the reading now. All right. Part two. So again, remember, this was an open letter and public notice that was dropped by We the People October 8th of 2013. It was addressed to the U.S. military, the Pentagon Joint Chiefs of Staff, Flag Officers, Provost Marshal, the Inspector General and Office of Management and Budget, the U.S. Corporation and its agents and actors. So here's the part two. It says that the International Reorganization Act, uh, Rescind Act, Congress put this into form, but they never took action to rescind the act. 
Fairly recently, an Ohio judge filed suit claiming that Congress did not have the right to relinquish government authority over to the UN, which is a United Nations, which is a corporation or foreign country, and that the Congressional Act was a constitutional violation because they didn't put it to the states or the people to agree on it. In 2005, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear the case. Therefore, all public offices are under U.N. jurisdiction and they are not American citizens. Furthermore, the action by the U.S. Corporation has been fraudulent in representation of the people of the United States of America, as well as taking advantages of minors. The individuals who represent this corporation are not we the people's government. And these individuals are by lawful governing considered to be corporate contractors equals actors who do not represent the political will of the people. We the people do hereby declare the U.S. corporation governs nothing since they are nothing more than an unlawful criminal organization. The U.S. corporation is physically bound to the White House equals CEO office and Capitol building equals board of directors office and the land they call District of Columbia. They have no authority over the people or lands of the United States of America or the District of Columbia. Furthermore, all adhesion contracts are suspended. And by the way, stepping away from this for a second, adhesion contracts would be like marriage licenses, social security cards, things like that. So all adhesion contracts are suspended and revoked due to the fraudulent actions by U.S. corporation and banking industry against the living, breathing flesh and blood men and women of the United States of America. Adhesion contracts, examples, not a complete list. And again, uh, like a, a certificate of birth or bond, unbonded paper, social security number, driver's license, a marriage license, voter registration, license as contractor, uh, the usage of zip codes, USPS, FEMA, uh, the green address plates for mailboxes, IRS, income filing signature binds a person to pay unconstitutional taxes, which is a fraudulent act since taxation repealed in 1939. Taxation without representation and not disclosing taxation is voluntary. Other, the autograph line on personal checks is microprinted by banking industry, further binding parties to debt mortgages with no jurisdictional representation and much more. Furthermore, the Bretton Woods Agreement Act with the Association of the U.S. Corporation with the Crown Equals Rothschild Banking Cartel, the International Monetary Fund are foreign entities and unconstitutional and are suspended and revoked by we the people the de jure constitutional government for the United States of America. Bretton Woods Agreement Act, International Monetary Fund slash World Bank Group as amended through Part L 112-74 enacted December 23, 2011 an act to provide for the participation of the United States in the International Monetary Fund, also known as the IMF, and the International Bank of Recon Reconstruction and Development be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled, short title, section 122 USC 286, note this act may be cited as the Bretton Woods Agreement Act. Acceptance of membership, section 222 USC 286, the president is hereby authorized to accept a membership for the United States in the International Monetary Fund, here and after referred to as the fund. And in the International Bank of Reconstruction and Development, here, af here and after, referred to as the bank, 
provided for the articles of agreement of the fund and the articles of agreement of the bank as set forth in the final act of the United Nations Monetary and Financial Conference dated July 22nd, 1944, and deposited in the archives of the Department of State. Appointment of governors, executive directors, and alternates. Now, Section 3.122 USC 286A, it states, The President, by and with the advice and consent of the Senate, shall appoint a governor of the fund who shall also serve as governor of the bank, and an executive director of the fund and executive director of the bank. The executive directors so appointed shall also serve provisional executive uh, directors of the fund and the bank for the purposes of the respective articles of agreement. The term of office for the governor of the fund and of the bank shall be five years. The term of office for the executive director shall be two years, but the executive director shall remain in office until their successors have been appointed. Section B of that U.S. Code says the president by and with the advice and consent of the Senate shall appoint an alternate for the governor of the fund and alternate for the governor of the bank. The president by and with the advice and consent of the Senate shall appoint an alternate. December 23rd, 2011. Furthermore, the United Nations has been given direct orders. Now listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. The United Nations has been given direct orders to stand down and to leave the Republic State of New York and the entire geographical lands known as the United States of America. No department of our government shall report to a foreign agency or foreign agent. United Nations failure to comply shows their intent to continue to carry forward the criminal agenda 21 of mass murder of people in the United States of America and the world. It is the duty and obligation of the military to remove these criminal power seekers from our land. We, the people, now understand that we have been fooled manipulated and coerced by fraudulent acts committed by Abraham Lincoln and the U.S. corporation through their adhesion contracts for their financial gains. Now, I want to step away from this for a second, just for a second, off to the sidelines from this. You know what I find interesting about Abraham Lincoln? As I watched movies over the last few years, I've noticed they really put Abraham Lincoln's face in a lot of movies, whether if it's in portraits or statues or they really emphasize the uh, the stairs where the big Abraham Lincoln statue is there in D.C. I've noticed they I see references of Abraham Lincoln in so many Hollywood and um, believe it or not, even um, uh, what's that? Uh, oh, goodness, it's going to fleet my mind now. Um, it's the Christian version of Netflix, uh, Pure Flix. Even in those movies, I'll see the Abraham Lincoln referenced in a lot of the movies. It's very interesting. But anyways, back to the document, the open letter here. So furthermore, the Pope on July 11th and effective September 1st, 2013, issued an apostolic letter issued a moto proprio of the Supreme Pontiff Francis on the jurisdiction of the judicial authorities of Vatican City, state and criminal matters. Pope Francis apostolic letter effectively stripped away the immunity of all judges, attorneys, government officials, and all entities established under the Roman Curia. Since all corporations are established under the Roman Curia, they have their immunity stripped away, including their C-level, executive level, office of general counsel, and significant operational staff. All of these persons can be held accountable for war crimes, crimes against humanity, for the unlawful restrictions of liberties of the divine spirit incarnate, for failure to settle the accounts, 
for continued prosecution of claims already settled, etc. Definition, divine spirit is humanity. Over the past several years, there has been a great and powerful movement by the patriots and others to take back our unalienable rights pronouns as un, or pronounced as unalienable or said not alienable right. This means no one can take these from us as per the Bible and our forefathers to stand up the Republic once again and dissolve the U.S. corporation and rid ourselves of the banking cartels who direct the central banking wars for their profit. On October 21st, 2012, a group of living, breathing men and women meet with a specific intent to reseat our federal government. They did recede our United States of America as sovereign nation once again. Along with that comes the reinstatement of the contract between the federal and union states and nation or nation states. We the people stand once again under the de jure constitutional government, republic form of government, which represents the people of this great land known as the United States of America. The offices that have sat vacant since March 27th, 1861 are now being filled with men and women from this nation. By the political will that we, the people, we hereby claim the following. Point number one, revocation of all unconstitutional acts, treaties, proclamations, etc. since March 27th, 1861. Point number two, the law of the land is Geneva and King James Bible, common law, articles of confederation, the organic constitution of 1789, the Bill of Rights of 1791, and the Northwest Ordinance, and these laws apply to all 50 nation states. I wonder why they added the King James Bible, because the King James Bible came after the 1599 Geneva. I always wondered why they added that in there. Anyway, side sidebar, my apologies. Point number three, U.S. Corporation is confined to the geographical area called the District of Columbia. The U.S. Corporation is physically bound to the White House equals CEO office and Capitol Building equals Board of Directors office. Point number four. I believe we're on four, right? One, two, three. Yeah, four. The U.S. Corporation has no authority over the people or lands of the United States of America and the people or land of the District of Columbia. Point number five, replication of all adhesion contracts by U.S. Corporation due to their fraudulent actions against the people. Point number what is it, six now. Man, I'm losing count very quickly. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, there we go. Six. All right. Point number six, the IRS and Federal Reserve are associated with a U.S. Corporation and IMF, again, which is the International Monetary Fund, which have no authority to operate on the lands of the United States of America. Point number seven, the de jure constitutional government declares martial law. OK, now listen to this, folks, OK, because everyone keeps thinking, oh, martial law, martial law, it's going to be martial law in America. No, martial law in the corporation. The de jure constitutional government declares martial law over the U.S. corporation and the land known as Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. will be patrolled by the United States military and militias of the states assigned to do so. Do you understand why the stepping away from this document for a second? Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen, why the fences went up around D.C. back in 20 what was it 2021? You understand why that happened? Before the supposed inauguration of uh, Sleepy Joe. It's martial law in the corporation, keeping them in, not us. It's not martial law on the we the people. Remember, D.C. is foreign land. Why do you think so many people got visits and arrested for the January 6th stuff if they walked in the Capitol? 
And even if they didn't do anything, they still got visits. You understand why? You trespass on the corporation. They're going to come and pay you a visit and see what, what the heck your intentions were. And it cracks me up when I hear people say, oh, I was there at J6. I was there at J6. I know a few people who I've even talked to on this show that said that they were at J6. Why? It's foreign land. Well, because Trump was there. That, that doesn't mean squat. Point number eight. Back to the document here. We the people will consider criminal charges against all the actors, agents, and their supporting staff as far back as necessary. Dot, dot, dot. It is the political will of we, the people. Notice to agent is notice to principal. Notice to principal is notice to agent. And that is the end of that reading. Some good stuff in here, folks. I recommend you go find this document and go read it. You can find it on nasaranews.blogspot.com. Very easy to find. And again, it's a, it's a, it's the uh, we the people present this open letter in public notice. It's that's what it's called, open letter in public notice. And the date that this was dropped was October eighth of 2000, 2013. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now that I did this, I'm going to tell you on future shows here, at least the next couple, um, what I plan on doing is I'm going to step away from some of these documents for a, a moment because I like to switch it up because I don't want to make everything assembly here or everything American history here. Because again, the whole purpose of His Hard Line is to discuss everything that is very relevant to having a strong nation. And while going over these documents and educating you guys, as well as myself, on these documents and doing readings live on the air and, and you know, having little discussions on them, that is very important. But what's also equally in, important is discussions on a strong family, how to have a strong nuclear family, right? Discussions of health and wellness, discussions of what's good for the body, again, which is why I have my little disclaimer, because I am not a health expert or a financial advisor or, you know, any of that biblical scholar or holistic health expert, none of that, but we will have discussions on things like that. Why coconut oil in your coffee is really good for fat burning and good to boost, you know, boost the health and immunity of your body. We want to help you achieve self-mastery in your own life. How do you win in your life? We want to try to help you form habits and traits so you can win in your own life. And when you win in your own life, we can win as a nation. Do you understand the parallels here? How do you win in your life? Well, I, I posted 10, step, uh, 10, 10, 10 bullet points on Telegram, and I'll share them right now. The 10 ways that you, if you follow these 10 ways, how you win in your life so you can win on the home front and be able to restore this great nation, the Republic, you have to set specific and detailed goals. You cannot be vague in general. You need to set specific and detailed goals. Number two, you need to embrace competition and strive for improvement. Don't just settle for status quo. Don't just sit there and say, well, all the dads in my neighborhood look, 
just like me. So I don't really need to get rid of my dad bod because everybody else looks like me. I could just, you know, keep, keep eating what I'm eating. Why don't you want to feel better? Do you want to be healthier? Why do you want to have, why do you want to look like other people? Strive for constant improvement. Number three, maintain discipline and structure in your actions. Maintain discipline and structure in your actions. If you're not structured and have self-discipline, you basically are just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and just kind of drifting in life. You have to be structured. You have to know what you're doing. Be resolute in your actions. What are you doing and why? Know the why. Number four, focus intensely on one thing at a time. One thing at a time. I think the old Chinese proverb goes, if I recall correctly, the fox who chases two rabbits catches none. I'm not saying multitasking can't be beneficial in certain applications, but when it comes to things that really matter, you want to focus on that one thing with gazelle intensity, as Dave Ramsey says. Gazelle intensity. Why does he say gazelle intensity? Well, when a gazelle is being chased by a lion because the lion wants to eat that gazelle, the lion being the enemy in this particular example, that gazelle has got one purpose that it's focusing on running, running to survive, to escape harm, to escape being dinner. Focus intensely on one thing at a time. Number five, exercise impulse control. So that means don't be going to the refrigerator at nine o'clock at night because you can't sleep and you're bored and you start stress eating or bored eating or whatever. Don't endlessly suck on your screen and, you know, endlessly go through TikTok. Next thing you know, three hours went by and you're like, holy crap, I should have been in bed two and a half hours ago and sleeping by now. Exercise impulse control. Number six, prioritize time management and other important aspects of your life. Very important. That's what I'm working on right now myself. Number seven, treat your body like a well-maintained machine. Be athlete-minded. Doesn't mean you have to be an athlete, but be athlete-minded. It's like God says in the Bible. Your body is the temple of God. Do not abuse it. Do not destroy it. Don't smoke. Don't do drugs. Don't abuse yourself, basically. Treat it like a well-maintained machine, like it's a high-end sports car. Number eight, dedicate yourself to serving others. Very important. Jesus demonstrated this to his disciples. Dedicate yourself to serving others. That's pretty self-explanatory. Number nine, abstain from excessive drinking and harmful habits, meaning just don't, just be a non-drinker. Don't drink. Don't do harmful. Don't do, don't do things and and engage in activities. That's going to be harmful to your health. Smoking, vaping, pornography, viewing, binge eating. It's not good. Gluttony, drinking, none of that. All that's, all that stuff's bad. Don't do that. Well, Jason, you used to, I know, and I've been very open and vocal about it, but guess what? It's a thing called realization. And realizing, oh boy, I had not been living the best life. And then correcting it and living better going forward. That's what I'm doing. I went out to dinner last night with my wife and daughter. And for the first time in a long time together, her and I, we did not order any wine or anything like that to drink. I just had my lemon water that I brought from home because I don't trust tap water anywhere. Because I have a reverse osmosis system. 
So, yeah. No desserts, no sugar, no nothing. Number 10, last one, take control of your thoughts. Take control of your thoughts. This is what the whole premise of why I restructured my um, intro of this show the way I did. And this was inspired by the book that I listened to on audio form, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Do not allow yourself to be a drifter in life because if you are a drifter, that means you are not putting conscious conscientiousness behind your thoughts. And when you have an idle mind, you basically leave room for the devil to come move in. And he ends up being the vacuum. He's, you know, he ends up being the vacuum that sucks up all that space in there and basically pushes out anything good that you should be following out of your mind. So again, take control of your thoughts. Your mind is a very powerful thing, folks. Your mind is a very powerful thing. Do not leave it to chance to allow the enemy to get in there and infiltrate. You do not want that. So anyway, I hope this was a very informative show for you. I hope you found a lot of benefit. And um, if you did find benefit to this podcast, this particular episode, I asked that maybe you could um, share this. Share this with other people. Okay. Uh, copy the link. Text it to people. Put it on your social media email to someone, do me that solid. Because if you found benefit from it, others will too. So with that, I say we should pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come humbly to you seeking guidance and protection in these tumultuous times. And we lift our voices in prayer, acknowledging our deep concerns about the state of our nation. Lord, we ask for your wisdom and discernment as we navigate the complexities of self-governance and matters in common law. And we ask that you grant us the strength to uphold truth, justice, and righteousness in all our actions. And we pray for the eviction and rejection of all demonic forces, witchcraft, sorcery, and other divinations that seek to harm us and more importantly, we rebuke these dark influences in the name of Christ Jesus, our Savior, and command them to be cast away from us and condemned to the depths of hell. May your light shine brightly upon us, lighting the path of righteousness and guiding us away from the snares of evil. We ask that you protect us from deception and lead us into your truth. We ask for your divine intervention in dismantling any fraudulent systems and entities that oppress your people. Grant us the courage to stand firm in our convictions and to work towards the restoration of justice and liberty for all. Lord, empower us to reclaim our rights and freedoms as your children and to establish governance that aligns with your will and purposes. Let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. And remember... Here at His Hardline, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. We will not allow the enemy to ever cross this line again. It is our duty to hold that line, for the enemy seeks to lure us into apathy, into complacency. The enemy wants us to be in fear, riddled with doubt, riddled with anxiety and hopelessness. It aims to enslave us 
mentally hindering our process towards self-mastery, self-governance, self, and, and, and a self-procured relationship with our Heavenly Father. Remember that. Let us remain vigilant and resolute in our commitment to holding this line. God bless, ladies and gentlemen, and we will catch up here next time. To find more shows like this, you can visit hishardline.com and to learn more about your involvement with your local General Jural Assembly, you can visit national-assembly.net. His Hardline Podcast. His Hardline Podcast. exercise caution regarding any organization purporting to be an assembly and claiming similar objectives such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty Alliance, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA Tactical Civics, or any entity diverging from the officially recognized Michigan model acknowledged by seven countries and the United States military. Furthermore, it's important to clarify that we do not endorse or recognize status corrections.